Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Monday, June 27th, and I assumed uh, today's episode was going to be all about Dodgers versus Braves, the um, last two World Series champions, a rematch of the last two NLCS. Uh, and we're, we're going to get to that because there was a lot of stuff that went on. But, uh, uh, you know, being the weekend and there you know, being a few days worth of news to sort of catch up on, um, it's going to take precedent here because a pair of uh, huge sort of uh, pitching injuries uh, uh, threw a wrench into some things, um, you know, or at least brought some things into the forefront. Um, first uh, came news of, on Friday of Andrew Heaney. Um, he, he landed back on the injured list Friday with shoulder inflammation. That's the same thing he missed, um, uh, I think, 53 games uh, earlier in the season. Uh, he, he came back off the injured list last weekend, made one start, and then he's back on. So he's only made three starts all year. Uh, the soreness, I guess, came last week in a bullpen session. The IL move came Friday. They added a reliever. Uh, it was going to be extra reliever for a day because um, – you know, Mitch White uh, came up on Saturday to fill in for Heaney. Now, the Dodgers are in this stretch of like 20 games in 20 days. And, um, you know, Mitch White was at least they've been throwing around the idea of potentially doing like a, a spot start or two during there to sort of give the starters extra rest. And, you know, having Mitch White be that guy um, serving that role is one thing, but then now he's, he's kind of in the rotation now. And, but to be fair, he's earned it. Um, 
he he was mostly fine, I would say, on Saturday. He he um, gave up a two-run homer to early to Dansby Swanson, but he ran into trouble uh, when he in the fifth inning when he, he got to the third time through the order. Now, I don't think they necessarily have to be strict about not letting him go third time through the order, but it just sort of happened. Um, and, you know, there is a difference between White as the number five starter and White as the number six starter, but yeah, that, that's sort of where they're at. But, you know, uh, the, the general... Uh, word on uh, Heaney is that, you know, it's 15-day injured list. He could miss, you know, only two or three starts. I, I didn't see that they the Dodgers backdated his um, IL stint, so it's really going to be, I guess, three starts that he'll miss, um, at least in theory. Although maybe since they did it Friday, maybe that's why they – I guess he could only miss two if they if they really stick to that sort of plan but as as you know any any time always bet the under uh, or I bet the over on the injury when they when they say it's a certain length uh, always add something to it because that's always seems to be the case they're they're never going to over promise and then have to ask questions about why isn't so and so ready um, later so that's sort of where we're at who knows uh, when Haney, he's going to be back but he's only made three starts so far he's been really good when he's on the mound but hasn't been able to get on the mound, but it turns out that was like only the tip of the iceberg on Friday because in the eighth inning, uh, Daniel Hudson, um, he was trying to field the ball um, up, coming off the mound. Looks like his 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 knee caught and he fell to the ground, crumpled to the ground, was in a lot of pain. Um, walked off uh, with some assistance, limped off with some assistance. Uh, obviously, in a lot of pain. Uh, the next day, the test confirmed what they sort of suspected on, on Friday night that he has a torn ACL in his left knee. So he's done for the year. Uh, he's going to have surgery at some point. Um, and the sort of timetable for that is like six to nine months. So no matter how long it takes, he's, he's done for the year. Now the Dodgers do have a club option on Hudson, uh, for next year at six and a half million, uh, with a million dollar buyout. So Hudson, um, he's already, had two Tommy John surgeries in his career. It was, it was a decade ago. First one in 2012. Then again, after he rehabbed from that in 2013, uh, he said he plans to keep pitching. He's going to be 36 next year. Now he was arguably the Dodgers' best reliever and, and definitely their most consistent one. He was the the sort of lockdown eighth inning guy um, since uh, Blake Trinan hasn't pitched for a long time, um, and filled in when you know either when Craig Kimbrell has needed a rest or uh, gotten some days off. Uh, he, he's filled in admirably uh, with with closing. So uh, he's just he was really really good. And then <laughs> all this does now is, you know, we we've, the trade deadline is sort of uh, getting closer and closer. We're about five weeks now. August second is when the trade deadline is. And you know we <laughs> we always uh, our usual question around this is what what do you think the Dodgers will, um, you know prioritize do you think they're gonna need a starter or a reliever or or something like that but now it's like very clearly they need starter and a reliever and 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 reliever singular might be undershooting it so um i guess the sort of keeping with the sort of timeline of, of injuries um dustin may is has been throwing at uh, against hitters facing hitters at camelback ranch and sort of doing that uh, regularly for a little bit, or he's going to be. Um, Dave Roberts over the weekend told reporters in Atlanta that the plan is for May 
to come back as a starter. Um, so, and if all goes well, he could start a rehab assignment in mid-July. And in other words, like best case scenario, he could like join the Dodgers rotation in early August, which is kind of what it was reasonable to assume um, before uh, the season, you know, given that he had Tommy John surgery last May, it was always going to be like at some point after the all-star break, the question was going to be, uh, is he going to be stretched out enough to start? And given how the Dodgers have used him in the past, cause even when he was a starter in 2020 in the playoffs, uh, they sort of only used him as like an opener or a short burst guy. And we'll see what that happened, but you know, necessity uh, tends to change things a bit. So uh, if May is pitching anywhere close to like he did at the start of 2021, um, he would be obviously a welcome addition. But, you know, uh, there's also on the relief side, I mentioned Blake Trinan before. I haven't seen a timetable yet for his return, but he's at least throwing already. Um, he's got shoulder soreness. Um, the other sort of long-term relief injuries, um, Dave Roberts over the weekend mentioned Tommy Canely, uh, Victor Gonzalez, and Danny Duffy all could be back at some point in August. So you got the Dodgers have sort of hitched their wagon to this. Let, let's see, see all these guys we have and see if they come up in the second half and what we can do. But it's not, there's a lot of hope there, right? Like there's not a lot of, um, of certainty. Um, and not that anyone is certain per se, although there's different, you know, degrees of certainty. And I think that's what the trade deadlines for is, you want to help shore up uh, what is is a clear need at this point. We saw that last year, right? They, in theory, the Dodgers didn't really need Max Scherzer. I mean, they definitely needed a starter, but like he provided like one of the higher levels of certainty possible in such a in such a move. Um, not saying they necessarily have to go that high, or even if there's anyone close to that available, there there really isn't. Um, but yeah, it's very clear they they're going to need um, multiple pitchers uh, this uh, the trade deadline. So yeah, and then I guess I, I guess I didn't mention another potential reliever coming back from injury is um, Dylan Batances. He made a leap uh, or made a made a step, excuse me, uh, in the last week. He had surgery last July on his shoulder. He's barely pitched in the last three years. Um, he pitched four games for the um, Arizona Complex League. It's rookie level at each club's uh, spring training facility. And then they just moved him uh, last week up to Oklahoma City in AAA. So that's like, you know, obviously final step before um, the Dodgers would consider adding him. So he was great uh, for like a five, six-year run with the Yankees, like one of the like top three, four relievers in baseball great uh, um, at that level. Um, who knows if he can get back to that level, but he, he can at least potentially provide something and then like relatively soon. But again, it, it comes down to like, they're going to need to add a lot of um, people and figure out what's going to stick. And, uh, so he's a solution. He's not the solution, but, uh, it's going to be interesting the next five weeks to see what they go for. And that, you know, getting, I guess the trade deadline, like I mentioned, it's, um, trying to sort of get as much certainty as you can. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And let's not forget um, the Dodgers also very much need a bat. Um, you know, I would you, you could argue multiple bats. I don't know. Who, who knows what they're going to do, but... Um, so Mookie Betts is the big name out. You know, we knew that, uh, last week he went on the injured list, um, uh, over a week ago on, on Sunday. Um, the initial hope is that he would be back in, in two weeks. Uh, that is not going to happen. Um, Dave Roberts on uh, this Sunday in Atlanta told reporters that Mookie's rib is quote unquote the same as it was. So not really healing yet. And he's not yet cleared for baseball activities. I think the latest is he left on an excused absence to go to a wedding and then um, he's not going to go with the club on the trip to Colorado. That's the final stop on the road trip. And then they're back home next week. So if you're, if you're planning out right, two weeks would be um, roughly the 4th of July had it been the minimum, but it seems like they're not at the point where it's at two weeks yet. Cause he's not yet cleared for baseball activities. So uh, we're looking at th- this could potentially be like, uh, you know, all-star break. Uh, maybe they stringing out that bar. Who knows? But the point is, um, Mookie obviously leaves a huge hole in the lineup. And, and it's beyond just, um, you know, it's next guy, you know, filling in or whatever. But also, the given where their bench is at, they have to start like one of the bench players every single game. Another sort of uh, cog in this wheel uh, Edwin Rios, who had a grade two hamstring strain, um, and you know we've mentioned this before, the Dave Roberts and uh, he used the phrase the uh, hamstring tore off the bone, which is never a good thing, and not enough, I guess, to require surgery, but enough to keep him out a while. Uh, one of the procedural moves uh, last week uh, was to move Edwin Rios uh, to the sixty-day injured list, in, um, so that puts him out until August second. We talked about that last week. So you're, if if Mookie's not back until around the All Star break, possibly after, Edwin Rios is it cannot be back till August second. Um, that's a long time to sort of fill in. Um, so the current bench uh, on the active roster is Austin Barnes, backup catcher, obviously. Then you have um, Hanser Alberto, uh, Trace Thompson, and Eddie Alvarez, um, and Zach McKinstry. So um, one of those. Uh, people have to start every single game until Mookie comes back just because they don't have anyone else. So we talked last week about this, how the Dodgers are going to probably try out a lot of options to sort of figure out um, how to fill those uh, at-bats. You know, Jake Lamb, if you're going the veteran route, has been hitting well. Uh, July 1st uh, opt-out date, uh, that's one of the new um, parts of the new CBA is, is, you know, the, uh, you know what? He wasn't a major league free agent last year, so I guess he must have negotiated this. But yeah, I think there's a reported July 1st opt out date for him, so maybe that's a thing. Um, Miguel Vargas, you know, the club's closest to the majors' top hitting prospect, is 
Uh, he could hit his way onto the team. Um, in terms of veteran guys, last week when Hanser Alberto went on the paternity list, Stefan Romero was called up, 33-year-old who played the last five years in Japan. Um, and he was up for three days, didn't play at all, and then they designated him for assignment. So I think they're going to they're probably going to cycle through some people here and uh, sort of figure it out. But very clearly, um, they could use an upgrade, even if it's just um, an occasional starter who's on the bench. But if they, you know, let's say trade for a left fielder, uh, I don't, the thing, maybe the, another wrench throwing into this is, um, you know, obviously Chris Taylor has been one of the more valuable uh, utility men uh, around. Now he's coming off elbow surgery last November at the beginning of the season. Dave Roberts said they wanted to keep him in one spot at least to start the season because they didn't want to change arm angles and put extra strain on the elbow. He has not played the infield this year. So um, can you essentially, um, if you acquire like, um, (laughs) let's just like, I'm using this as an example, not that it's going to happen, but like, what if they got AJ Pollock back, right? Let's someone like that. Um, So then you sort of have a, like a, a weird platoon, that's like halfway a mix between Taylor, Lux, Muncie, Turner, uh, and then you know factoring in the DH there, where you're you just it's just like another sort of quality hitter um, to add to the mix, and you, you just sort of mix and match. Like obviously, if Taylor can maneuver around and play and play second or third or whatever, um, in addition to the outfield, that would be a, a huge plus to that sort of flexibility and who they might acquire. But yeah, otherwise it's just like, um, who knows, Miguel Vargas, they've been playing in the outfield uh, occasionally the last week or so in Oklahoma City, so they're clearly sort of getting him to the point where if we had to, let's see what what he can do. Um, But yeah, so trade deadline again coming up, they're very clearly going to need a a bat, and we also mentioned before that they're going to need starter and reliever. So if anyone asks you what should the Dodgers get, at the trade trade deadline, the answer is basically a very blanket yes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, now to the actual games. Um, I will say Freddie Freeman. Uh, he he had an eventful return to Atlanta. Obviously, it was a it was a love fest um, with his uh, the Braves fans uh, where he played uh, for twelve major league seasons. He's been with the org for fifteen years. Now he said ahead of time, like I think both on the last homestand and when the Dodgers were in Cincinnati last week, he said uh, ahead of time he plans to shed a lot of tears. It's going to be emotional, and I think he might have undersold it <laughs> in a weird way. Um, uh, Freeman cried uh, during his opening press conference. They set up a thing for you know local uh, media in Atlanta. And obviously there was a lot of national media there too, and he was just sort of overwhelmed by it all and, and sort of uh, cried through that. Uh, he teared up uh, receiving his ring uh, from last year's World Series with the Braves on the field from uh, manager Brian Snicker um, before the game. He was also interviewed on the field uh, before the game uh, by Kelly Krull of um, uh, Bally Sports uh, South, uh, the, who, who televises Braves games, and that was like broadcast to the stadium. That's one of those like you see that post game a lot, but very rarely pregame. It was it was it was just bizarre more than anything. Like it didn't it just seemed like a lot, not not like a huge thing. And then also, and then once the game started in his first at bat, uh, he got a, a one minute standing ovation uh, before the at bat. 
Um, that was pretty cool. There was obviously some tears there. Uh, so he walked twice, singled, uh, scored twice on Friday. The Dodgers won. He was one for four with three strikeouts Saturday. The key moment, uh, he was. Uh, it was a nice setup for this because the Dodgers had rallied to. to they were down three nothing. They got to within three two. Uh, they loaded the bases in the seventh inning uh, with two outs, and then uh, Freeman struck out. Uh, so that was a huge moment. It was obviously like obvious setup. If if he had done something, it's more of a storybook type thing. It wasn't, but yeah, like I said, it was just a lot. I don't know if it was that big of a deal. I know um, on Dodger Talk, uh, David Vassay, uh on Friday he was he was kind of over the top in his um, dislike for it. Uh, it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> what he was saying is just like some of it was like uh, there was a clip where they played Freeman talking about like going to his like local barbershop in Atlanta, and what, the only thing I really took offense with with Vassay was like. He sort of mocked him there. He's like, well, you don't like your L.A. barber? And it's like, all right, come on, guy. Like, who knows? But uh, just generally, so I, I'll say this. Um, from Gabe Burns' um, profile of, of sort of the weekend in general and the Dodgers-Braves rivalry in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, he had this quote uh, from Clayton Kershaw. Um, I'll just read you the quote first, and uh, we can um, discuss this after. Um, it was very cool. Um then Burns put in there to see Freeman's reception Friday night. Not sure exactly how the question was posed there. But then uh, Kershaw continued, he's obviously a bi- been a big contributor for our team, and I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. It was a good night for him Friday. So, now, without hearing that audio or seeing like a video of, of how it was said, it's hard to like read much into it. Um, I don't want to like oversell it or, uh, or undersell it in that regard. Um, however, I, I will say that, um, there, I haven't seen other Dodgers reaction, um, at least reported, um, other than that to, to Freeman's sort of <laughs> big night and, or his reaction to it, I guess. And that was a pretty, like pretty straightforward quote, like, you know, matter of fact type of a thing. Um, Again, without having seen or heard how he said it, it, it's hard to, like, put much on it. I will say this. Um, Kershaw in his career, you I would categorize him as an incredibly efficient pitcher on the mound. And that quote seemed like a pretty efficient way to send a message <laughs> if there was one to be sent. Now, I, who knows if there was actually a message to be sent, but uh, he made it. Fairly clear uh, in, in in not so many words if that meant anything at all uh, where he stood on that and not that it's like a huge rift or anything but it was just uh, that was the first reaction I had seen from the Dodgers side on this so it it was probably a little much um, maybe maybe that was sort of the the way to say that who knows if they w- what's happened inside the clubhouse I don't really know if, I don't really think it's that big of a deal but it's just been a sort of it's dominated the the discourse over the weekend because it's been Dodgers Braves and that's all that a lot of people want to talk about. So it, it's sort of in front of mind. But I don't think it's going to necessarily mean anything going forward. It was it was a thing that was going to happen. Maybe it's a little over the top, but who knows? Uh, I'm sure if other stuff comes out, we'll talk about it then. But as of now, uh, it's on to a new series, a new week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.